<sighs> Back at it again, man. Back at it. Very Back sucks. at it. I, you know, I, <laughs> I don't know what's what's going on in the world of sports. I mean, I do know what's going on in the world of sports. Uh, Cardinal safety Buda Baker, you know, after six years in in Arizona, has requested a trade because even after being asked to be the highest paid safety two years ago on an extension or three years ago on an extension, now he wants more money. I, I think. I, I think. In general, in sports, it just seems like if you're not winning, all they want, all they want is money. Like they just, they don't. These guys, a lot of these guys, they don't even care anymore. You know, it I, used to be for the love of the game. They used to love what they did. They used to go out there and do it. Didn't care about the money. And I, I understand you got to get paid. You're you're an entertainer. You're going over the middle. You're covering guys that are twice as fast as you. I, I get it. I understand, but. Like it's getting to be absolutely ridiculous. Like, I, oh, fifteen million dollars isn't enough for you this year? <laughs> Come work know, my job, asshole. Yeah. I got to pay ten percent to my agent, thirty percent to my lawyer. I got court costs, alimony, child support. I got nine kids. Well, if you didn't have, you have nine kids, if you kid, how much insurance costs on a Ferrari, motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> I just can't stand how these players have entirely too much power anymore. Right. And, see, and, and that's the thing is, and that's why they did what they did to Deshaun Watson. And a lot of people, people are like, well, what do you mean? What are you talking about? Well, you think that the organization didn't know that he was touchy feely with people. It'd been going on for years right. since he got drafted as a rookie. They were just waiting for him to be fucking stupid, which he was. I started to have started, open your mouth again, motherfucker, and this will come out. And that's exactly what happened. I dare you. They played a game of dare. And somehow, well, somehow he came out on top. Yeah, like, I, like, like Ray, Ray Rice was like beating the shit out of people. You know, Kareem Hunt was kicking people in elevators and he got four games. I just, I don't understand it. Right. Is, is they, they, they sit here and they want to, they, they put on this facade, right. Of like, the NFL does, and not just the NFL, all major league sports do it. They put on this facade of having, you know, zero tolerance for domestic violence. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. And you know damn well that when it was going on, they knew what the fuck's going on, but they could play the card of once it gets out, it's like, oh, we didn't know. We're just as shocked as everybody else. And now we're going to take, you know, it's like you can almost bet that when, when they, you gotta, out, they sit them down and be like, listen, uh, the second you get caught, we're going to disavow all knowledge. Well, that's right. That's right. And, and nobody ever talks about, like, certain people, right? Yeah. So, like, for, like, those of you out there that don't know, uh, Joy Taylor is uh, a popular radio host. She is the she is the sister of uh, Dolphins great uh, edge rusher uh, Jason Taylor. And beyond that, what you don't know about her was she went to a small university. You know, um, she got her degree. And she, she was, she was the voice of that university. And then, you know, she started doing her thing down in, I believe, Florida somewhere. Uh, and she came about, well, when she was, she was married and engaged and then she was engaged to a semi, uh, popular NBA player who, who is a coach now and domestic abuse, Yep. Whether it was verbal or physical, you know, I, I'm not to say, you know, I, I wasn't there, but 
people don't know about it. Why? Because they swept it under the rug. Right. And they didn't want no people to know about it. And that's not why she made her way ahead. You know, she's she's very, very adequate at what she does. She's she's the least popular opinion, but she knows what she's talking about, you know. And again, made her voice in the industry. Again, there's a lot of them out there. Aaron Andrews, you know, she she wouldn't be wouldn't be shut down, wouldn't be told to shut up. You know, she's like, hey, and, it, she, and she took took it to her, her advantage. You it's know amazing I mean? to me, and and it always has just astonished me that the uh, the level of things that a professional sports team, an owner or management or whatever, is willing to look the other way on, provided that you are good at what you do. Well, and, and here's you know? the other thing: is what what did you think was going to happen? In an industry that is ninety nine, well, currently maybe ninety eight point nine percent, we'll say, males. Yes, I, I don't know that there's any female GMs out there. You know, uh, whether and it doesn't matter if it's basketball or football or baseball or hockey or what have you. And as of right now, we're just talking about females. But there's a lot more females in football right now than there ever have been. And I'm not just talking about owners because their husbands died and, you know, left the teams to them. I'm talking about athletic trainers. I'm talking about offensive coordinators. I believe the Cardinals have a defensive back coach that is female. Yeah. And, you know, and it's going on. And I'm not, not nothing against women. Because that's not what we're doing here. What I'm saying is, is that what did you think was going to happen with brute men that were just have a certain mindset about it? You right. know, it's and it's horrible to say that, but that's that, that's that's the reality of it. Yeah, you know. It, well, it, it it all kind of goes back to like I said, these players have too much power nowadays. It's like like who's running the team? You are the freaking player. You know what I mean? It's. I, I don't. Let, let, I'm going to tell you something right now. If I'm a professional sports team owner, and I find out that, for example, since we had mentioned him earlier, a Deshaun Watson type player was doing the stupid shit that he did, get out, get out. And, but and then there's the thing though: is like, what kind of handouts or sanctions are coming down? Because now you got teams that are offering guy a guaranteed two hundred million dollar contract, and. I, I agree. I mean, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. You know, t- talk light on the situation. But he was like, "Hey, <laughs> would you like to touch my tallywhacker?" You know, I just. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's the reality of it. Hey, can you get a little lower? Will you they know? be willing to hold my tallywhacker while I pass water? You know, and and, and that and that's and for that, it was okay. And but doesn't what's worse than that is is you have the owners that are out there because they're the real money hogs. You right. know, these guys are worth billions of dollars, not millions, billions. And, and they're doing the same thing Yeah, you know what? in Arizona or, or Washington or wherever. And now it's not all of them, you know, but it's a lot of them. Well, here's what's wrong with the whole thing. And it's not even just sports, right? It's here's what's wrong with society, right? Back when, the whole steroid scandal in Major League Baseball broke, right? They pursued that with more with more energy than they do when a player commits domestic violence. And here's the thing. The reason why is because they're trying... And, and, and again, you're an entertainment business, 
and that that's entertainment. Whether it's giving you bad press or good press, you're getting press. Right. You know, that, that's been the rule of thumb. That's why you don't see certain stories on ESPN. Why? Because ESPN, 80% of the stock is owned by Disney. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, and people are like, oh, wait, what? And then, like, yeah, that's right. Most of the stock is owned by Disney. ESPN. Disney, owns most, Disney is, has their hands in everything. Right, and but then and then go out and look who who owns Disney, you know that's that that's the next thing. And outside of saying that, when you have the media rights to to say what you want or what stories you want, and you have an agenda, it comes down from the top. And don't think that some there is some stories that fall through the cracks and some things that that do happen. The bottom line, though, is is you just have to follow the money. Yep. Just just go out and follow the money. It doesn't matter what it is or where it is or how it is. Just follow the money. You well, know? I, I could I could promise you this too. With me being an owner, it wouldn't be just you know, uh, okay, Deshaun Watson, you're gone. My next step after that is I'm going to the coaches. Who knew? Somebody knew. If you oh, knew yeah. and you didn't say it, you're gone too. I don't care what your contract says. You're gone. Period. I was just like with the with the biggest cover up and and one of the biggest cover ups in college football history, with uh, that Sandusky guy and you know and Paterno was gone, gone. One of the yeah. greatest greatest names in college football history, and they just wanted to save his his name so Joe Pa wouldn't be tarnished. And I and you know what? That's why I have such I. Pete Carroll, I can't stand that son of a bitch. I can't stand him. Uh, n- not so much him as a coach, but the shit that went on at USC. Oh, God. And then what did he do? Did he own up to it? Nope. Nope. Did he face any repercussions from it? No, he just nope. went back. I'll just go coach back in the NFL again. Yeah. And then, he, and then he didn't have to face one consequence from that. Nope. So that's why I always have a problem. And and that's the thing. It's like it seems like anymore nowadays these these owners on these teams they're just they're they're handcuffed. They're held hostage by their players, right? Like who was it that? Oh, who was the college kid? That's like he he's meeting with teams. I think he met with the Bears. He met with a bunch of other teams. He's he's a top draw pick. Jalen Carter. Yeah, Jalen Carter sitting there going and meeting with teams like he's a free like. Like no, you don't get to fucking do that shit. You get drafted by whoever the hell oh, you get drafted to. I hope, and yeah, he he was he was saying that he was not going to meet with anybody unless they're a, you know a top ten pick, motherfucker. I hope you drop to the second round. I, I I like that's that is that is the most pretentious. Like I I can't believe I I understand you're good, but you just got out of it, getting cleared out of a case for manslaughter, dude. If like you just got done getting cleared out of a case for manslaughter, I, I don't and care. you're talking. Oh my, come I don't, on! I don't care if 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 he was a down to earth human being who didn't have to go through that, never did a thing wrong in his life. I don't care how good of a player you are. It's like you haven't played one down of football in the NFL, okay? You're not even drafted yet, and you're like meeting with teams, like like I said, like you're a free agent who's trying to get more money by going to a team who's going to offer. Like, no, sit down, shut up, and you go where you're drafted. Okay, period. Yeah, it's like that tells you right there the guy's already got a complex. He's already a head case, and you know, it's like for Pete's sakes, seriously, just shut up and let the let the chips fall where they may. You know, so. Uh- I don't know if uh, if you remember or you heard about this back in March, but uh, you know, speaking of players just 
<laughs> Fuck it up. Sean Kemp, uh, ex-NBA star, was charged with assault in a March shooting. You know, uh, he he opened up his own um, his own uh, weed uh, dispensary dispensary yeah. up there, and uh, he was arrested for a shooting outside to uh, outside of Tacoma. <laughs> And and the reason he got arrested is because he injured somebody. You know, he, he sent a lawyer and the lawyers insisted while well, he returned fire because they stole his cell phone. You're telling me you're Sean Kemp go out and go out and get another cell phone? Like, come on, man. Come on, man. What was on this well, cell phone? Shot back at him. He shot at me because he told me that he wanted the Maui Wowie and I gave him the sticky <laughs> icky and he pissed him off. You know, I'll show him. <laughs> <laughs> like what? Like it, it really is the wild west out there. I mean, they're out there. I, I just some of the shit that I, I read. I'm like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Like, well, you're, did, did you need money that bad? Come on, you're dude. gonna you're gonna start seeing these NBA teams, or not NBA, just any professional sports teams leaving these cities that are just that are that are just clusterfucks, right? You're seeing it right now in Chicago. With the Bears moving to Arlington Heights in a few years now, people you can they can kid themselves all they want. You know, this, the city of Chicago can kid themselves all they want about oh, you know, we we can make you a better stadium. You know what? It has nothing to do with the stadium. They don't want to be in that city anymore because of the crime rate. <laughs> Nobody's gonna come watch <laughs> it. It's like, it's Arlington's like, just up the road. It. Yeah, you're tailgating at <laughs> Soldier Field. Somebody walks up. <laughs> Hey, hold some night back. Give me all your money, motherfucker. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, what the fuck? I thought we were next to the McCormick place. This was supposed to be a good neighborhood. <laughs> Isn't that this Museum of Science and Industry? Yeah, you right. learned something. Yeah. it's. I mean, it's that, but you're going to see it. You're going to yeah. see a lot more of it, you know? You know, and then there's going to be... There's going to be like what? What are they going to do with the stadium? Well, here's what the thing. Soldier Field is 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 going to host a, a, a slew of of shows and concerts, and that's going to be really it, unless they get another team or another taker. You know whether, and I doubt it's going to be anybody. You know, like it's just going to sit there as a landmark. Yeah, I mean that's the reality of it. I mean because unless there's going to, unless there's a team, a small market team, like say. A Jacksonville, you know, or, or something like that, that would that, that would leave like they're a very small market team, or or you know maybe you can get like a a hockey another hockey team to come in over there, like you know, and have an outdoor rink or something like. It. There's nothing really that you're gonna do with that stadium, you know, as Soldier Field as it is. Yeah. You know, well. They, they, you, you know, they, they host all kinds of events there. I mean, I mean, they do. If, if I'm not mistaken, I think, I think Soldier Field, the, the bulk of their revenue isn't even from the Bears. It's from concerts no. and everything else. So no, it is. It's and and they have a really amazing basement. They have really good acoustics down there. A lot of uh, big name bands have uh, recorded albums in the basement of Soldier Field. A lot of people don't know that either. Uh, in fact, um, take a picture. Uh, uh, off from the album by Filter was uh, recorded in Soldier Field's basement uh, by Trent Reznor back in the uh, late 90s. Thank you for that totally irrelevant piece of information. 
Well, I mean, just you throw it out there. I was there for it. <laughs> I was so. just saying, you know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I uh, on the on the, on the things, you know, uh, the Heat 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 are uh, tied up with the Bulls right now in the third. You know, trying to play for their playoff spot, and uh, Jokic, Embiid, and Giannis. Finalist in the MVP. You know, I'd like to see. I'd like to see. Uh, I'd like to see somebody. Well, these three, whoever wins it, I'd like to see them win the finals. You know, that's yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't. I'm, I'm sick. I'm sick of seeing guys win MVPs, and they're not winning the finals. You know what I mean? Like, well, if they were really the season MVP. And I know, well, somebody yell yell at me and be like, "Well, Eric, it was the season MVP. He, he ended the season. Well, then there should be an MVP for the whole damn thing, right? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, you can make they, that they, argument. They, they do it in at, every sport. I mean, yeah, I, I know at, that. Look at the Super Bowl. Look at the Super Bowl. You could have made an argument that Jalen Hurts should have won the MVP, but he didn't win the MVP because he didn't win a game. Yeah, you know. You I mean, it's and again. They're, and here's what they're when, they're when when they don't just factor in and people don't realize this, and they don't tell the public this either. They're not factoring in the Super Bowl MVP as just the Super Bowl MVP. They're factoring in what that guy did for the entire playoff stint. Right. So in that and in my mind, I I go back and I think about every single Super Bowl MVP that ever was, and I'm like. If that's how it was for the last, you know, twenty five or thirty years, that makes sense. Yeah, like that guy deserved to get it. Then, like I didn't question it. You know, like like the one year it was Julian Edelman, and I was like, "What the fuck did he do in the Super Bowl?" Like, like yeah. I mean, you know. But then he's the reason they got there. Well, you know prime example. Mean? Look at it's it's the same way with the All Star voting, right? Especially in football or a Pro Bowl in football. Excuse me. Right, uh, right. Same but, thing. You know. You explain to me now if if you're just looking at performance and and everything like that, there's no reason why Justin Fields should not have been a Pro Bowler based on what he did this season. But the team didn't do shit, so he didn't go to the Pro Bowl. Well, now, but now that's 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 likely a piece of garbage because Tyler Huntley was in the <laughs> the Pro Bowl as an alternate. Okay, and, so and he was like, so he what was argument? Like, what argument can anybody make for him not being a Pro Bowl? Look at what he did. <laughs> the Pro Bowl has been a popularity contest for the last you know thirteen, I, fourteen, I, fifteen I years. I, dude, I'm gonna tell you what. I have not watched a Pro Bowl or an All Star game in any sport, and I don't know how long. I can tell you the last the last the last Pro Bowl that I watched, Peyton Manning and Trent Dilfer were the quarterbacks. <laughs> 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 I'm just being honest. Like I think I think it was I, I think it was uh, it was Peyton Manning's like like first season or maybe second season. Like I, yeah, I mean, it wasn't. And, and they were, Oh, he's got an arm on him and he, he threw it. He threw it like 64 yards. I'm like, that's not, and here's the thing. That was an arm. Now you got these guys nowadays. They're throwing them 70, 80 yards. Like it's nothing from their knees in the back of right. the end zone, you know? Yeah. And, and you know what? It, it, what cracks me up, <laughs> I think that all the all-star games are just garbage. All it is is a showboat and show-off thing. Nobody really plays, you know, whatever. But I'll tell you what. The MLB all-star game 
to me, is the biggest crock of shit. Right. All right, I, I, and I'm glad I, I, I was thinking about this the other day, and I, I'm glad that you brought it up today. I'm gonna, okay, so if you can, or, or or I can, but the last All Star, last baseball All Star game I watched, 1998 MLB All Star game, and Cal Ripken junior was on the field still and you yeah. had like that al lineup was to die for oh dude you, you had juan gonzalez you had, you I, had, you had pudge rodriguez you oh, had, yeah. I, I, oh my god dude you know, that lineup it when they started doing that bs of winner of the all-star game gets home field advantage in in the world series like what the shit is that what are, what are we playing for, Jim? Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> we need to spice it up so people will watch. Jim, so. Jim Tomei was like, well, I'm still in Cleveland, so I played for shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah. Like, yeah, if you're in a team like the Royals or something like that, it's like, well, fuck it, because we ain't doing shit. Right. Like, <laughs> Dude, I mean, prime example, look at 2016. <laughs> the Cubs had the better record and lost home field advantage because they didn't, they didn't win the all-star game. And yeah, when I say they, I mean, the Cubs didn't win the all-star game. Yeah. Cause they the were in the field all, was all Cubs. freaking Cubs. Yeah. Rizzo yeah. at first you had uh, Addison Russell at second base. You had Baez at short and Brian at third. It was like, Oh my God. You know, Let's let's go get this ring and get paid, fellas. That's all we're doing. Yeah, right. Make it last seven. Make it last seven. Could have did it in six. Could have did it in five. We're gonna make it last seven. Oh god! You know what? It 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 had to be that way. It had to be that way. They had to give one more butt pucker moment to all the Cubs fans. They couldn't just go out and fucking do it. Oh Jesus! It was like oh for fuck's sake! It was for the books. It was for the books. Oh, yeah. Heck, yeah. So the NBA fined the Mavs for tanking the game. And that's the reality. That's what he did, you know. But they wanted to make sure that they got that draft pick, you know, which I, I don't blame them. I don't blame them. You know, like if you got, you're guaranteed if you don't make the playoffs to get, you know, a better chance of getting a decent lottery pick to, to pay off some, some, some bullshit that you did previous. Good for you. I, you know what? I, I think that's bullshit that they get fined for that. You know what I mean? It's like, seriously. Nobody nobody in Philadelphia got fined for like the five years that they were like 14 yeah. and 68 <laughs> or whatever it was. Like, come on. I, but you know what? And, and, and somebody would come across and they would say, oh, trust the system. Well, yeah, yeah. Trust the system that you get the best players from college for the next four or five years because you know who's coming out. Right. You know, and. And that's what, essentially that's what they did. Philadelphia, and here we are now. Philadelphia, the last three or four years, one of the you know better teams in the NBA. You know they're, yeah. they're in the playoffs every year. They're they're usually in the the Easter Conference Finals. You know, so I mean, hey, that that trust the system. I guess that's what it was. It worked. You know. Well, it's just they they have. It's like they try. The, the league tries to control things like way too much. Like like I saw you know the thing going on now, like Zion Williams, right. It says that he, he, you know, got heat and, you know, the NBA and the team want him to explain himself right now because he was never cleared for five on five drills 
when he was trying trying to uh, return from his hamstring injury, right? Right. And I'm like, Jordan did that back in the fucking day. He got injured. What was it? His second or third season? I think it was his third season. Third season. He broke his ankle. And he goes, oh, I'm going to go back home to North Carolina. I'm going to rest and recoup and reset my bearings. Well, next thing you know, like, like they wouldn't let him practice with the team in Chicago. So he goes, oh, I'm going to go back to North Carolina. He knew what he was doing. Next thing you know, he's at Chapel Hill and he's, He's in the pool doing workouts, and then he's like, he's playing like one on one, five on five with people, and then he comes back to the Bulls, and they're just kind of looking at him. He's like, "What?" <laughs> it's like, like he didn't have to explain himself, but it's I don't know, I don't. It, I I just think that there's it's like there's too much scrutiny, you know. It, I. <laughs> And, and it, it gets it gets it gets treated that way because now the problem is now is the not just the insurance is being insured by the agent it's being insured by the player right. it's got to be insured by the team and then they go through a rig- a rigorous process of all of this other stuff like um I don't remember reading stories uh Years ago, back when when Team Tebow was had just won his second Heisman at the University of Florida, and not his arm, but his legs, each one of his legs was insured for a million dollars. And I'm like, think about that. This kid is in college, and the university insured his legs. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so it's, it's, it's a big deal. And you're thinking about how far back that was when that happened. And you're thinking what's going on nowadays. You got, you got guys and you want to know why LeBron James can play another 20 seasons. Cause he goes, he goes and gets cryogenically frozen. Cause every time he gets turf toe or stubs his winky or he gets lint in his eyelid, <laughs> he's not playing like, you know, he takes that time off to, to powerfully and mentally and physically recoup his body so that he can play another 20 seasons, you know, and be the all-time leading scorer forever. Like, that's that's his goal. Like, and, I, and I'm, am I okay with that? Eh. We were, we were raised different. Right. We were raised different. We were, we were raised, like, rub some fucking dirt on it, get back in the game. You know, like, that. that's just it. Like... I oh you got a blood blister oh you got you got you got a split eye fuck you get back in the game like you know like, I, dude, I remember eye, being you know, I like, remember being a kid and we were playing the last game of the season for baseball in spring league right and we were playing against my all star team my all star coach uh, the team of my all star uh, I can't talk the coach of my all star team I'm sorry right. Um, and my dad was also a, like he was a, one of the bench coaches, base coaches, whatever, as well. Now, I was catching, and the kid that was up to bat swung. It was a strike, flung his bat too far around, and it whacked me in my in my in my left arm, right in the elbow, hit the funny ball, and I couldn't whack him in the, fu- <laughs> <laughs> whack him in the nuts. Um, but I, dude, I couldn't feel anything on my arm, and my dad's like, "Get up, get in the game, get back up, get back up." Tony Mizak had to come out and say, Hey, he's our starting center fielder. Put him on the bench. We got a tournament this weekend. <laughs> it's like, it's, you Dude, know, it was just a different time back then. I remember me and the coach's son, coach's uh, son's name was John Young. And, the, and this is back when 
aluminum bats weren't aluminum. They were steel through and through. And they were like, you know, they were light steel. They weren't, uh, they weren't, they weren't like the aluminum bats now where they're soft core and hollow and all this other stuff. Graphite. Yeah. And so I, I, I was, and we were young. We were, it was, it was spring ball. We were, we were playing, we were playing uh, at the parks because we still played at the parks before we started travel ball, like little, actual little league yeah. back when little league was the shit in the inner cities. And you played like you played other interleague parks from, you know, to get to regionals and, and state and stuff like that. And I want to say we were either 11 year old or 12 year old all-stars and I, I think we were eleven year old all stars, and John Young pissed me off, said some stupid shit. And, you know, it was probably thinking back on it now. I don't even remember what he said, but I remember I picked up the bat and I fucking swung it at the side of his head. And fucking left a mark. <laughs> he should have went to the hospital and got stitches. You know, like I listen. I, 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 I believe it or not, I was smaller than everybody else. Like he was my size, but I was still smaller than everybody else growing up. And I was just pissed. I was like, fuck this. I ain't fighting fair no more. I grabbed the bat, swung him, fucking smacked him in the fucking head. I didn't swing as hard as I could. I just, you know, swung a little half swing, a little check swing, let him let him know I was there, you know. A little pepper tap, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know, a little love tap. <laughs> and uh <laughs> he was our starting pitcher, you know, like he was he was he was he was a starting pitcher, he was number one in the rotation, you know, and the coach's kid, and he he was also the leadoff hitter. And uh his dad looked at him. He's like, he looked at me. He's like, do you do this? He's like, yeah. He's like, all right, well, he's like, brush it off. Coach he's says like, it's You're all right to bleed from the ears. Yeah, <laughs> 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 you know, he didn't do anything. You want to know what he did to me? He he removed me from uh, batting fifth in the lineup, and he put me in, put me in at, at eighth. You know, and he still he's st- I still was catching. You know, and and uh, his Dad, kid I can't was pitch. I'm seeing three minutes. Aim for the one in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and that's just it. You know, like Speak- oh well. What? Well, speaking of baseball, did you see the new thing now in baseball? Like which one? So, the pitch count, the pitch thing. No, yeah. no, this has nothing to do with the rule. So now these teams are starting to do home run celebrations, like stupid things in, in the dugout, right? When somebody hits a home run uh, and they, <laughs> it's like, it's something stupid. Like, okay. Like you hit a grand slam or something like that. And like, I think uh, one team was you, you drank Gatorade out of a beer bong. And, uh, and I and did was, see that. I did yeah, see that the other day. <laughs> they had a, th- Oh God, what team was it that was doing that? I, I want to say it was, I, I can't remember, but they <laughs> they were calling it the the dong bong, you know. And it was like, and when they they came out and said it was dong bong, they're like, yeah, I think we need to change the name of the dong bong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> but it was like, you know, so all these teams are starting to do it, and the, and the, they were talking about the White Sox that were trying to come up with some kind of celebration, and. I'm listening to 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 um, Lawrence Holmes and Dan Bernstein on a score the other day, and, and I'm laughing. He's like, "They're the Sox home." He goes, "He goes, hey, I got an idea." He goes, "Since they got they've got like eight people injured right now in the season, just starts like I got an idea. Right. Somebody hits a home run, they come in the dugout and they put them on oxygen or something, or they put them, <laughs> like, give them a four walk, give them a walker, you know, or something like." That. Did they didn't they just activate uh 
ex-cub Eloy Jimenez. <laughs> I think so, yeah. You know what? Yeah, no, I'll, like, I'll tell you what. I, I, I'll give the Cubs this, right? They're, they're at six and five. You know, they're... They're they're dead smack in the middle of the division. They're two games back. You know, I understand it's it's early. They're only they're only eleven games in. They play their twelfth tonight in L.A. at like nine something or whatever, but Central Time. But I I, I give them credit. They're not playing horrible ball. You know, uh, but you know, it's, I mean, they're not thirteen and zero like the Tampa Bay Rays. That's for dude, sure. That's uh, how about that. You know, I, you know, and and they're not three and ten like the athletics either. You know, it's it, like I said, spring springtime. You know, early early on ball, it's it's hit or miss. But I Tampa Bay man, they're just uh, they're laying the lumber. It's not like and in their high scoring games. I think the only low scoring game they've had so far was they they beat Boston like third or fourth game of the season, like one zero. I mean, the rest of their, yeah. the, the, their average, their average runs, uh, I, I think. And the other close game, you know, was uh Detroit four to zero. Like, it's like they're at, they're averaging like six and a half, seven runs a game, maybe even more than that. Like, I mean, I'm just, it's just crazy. Well, look crazy. at their run. Look at their run differential in those thirteen games. They've outscored all their opponents by seventy-one runs. Right, right. That's what in I'm saying. Thirteen like, games. You know, and, I mean, and and again, you know, they they got they got the pitching. You know, yeah. they got they got they got the pitching where they need to have the pitching, and uh, nothing's getting out of the infield. You know, uh, well, look at that division too, right? I mean, you look at that division. You know, okay, Tampa Bay sitting at the top. Okay, you've got the Yankees as always; they're in the mix, but they're at eight and five. Toronto's at eight and five. You know, Boston's lingering. You know, they're five and eight. But as always, here's Baltimore down towards the bottom at seven. Well, same thing with Boston. You know, but see, that used to be one of the strongest divisions in baseball. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, yeah. the, the weak division used to always be the central division, you know, uh, and and the West was always kind of like everybody in the West was always like at least 500, you know, like it was never, you know, I remember, well, do you remember when they did the, the realignment back in the 90s and there was only like four teams in a division and they had like, they had like the North and South and East and West yeah. Am I the only, yeah. only one you know who remembers what? that or not? Yeah, I remember when the Brewers were in the, were in the American League back in the 80s. Right. Well, right. And I remember when Houston was in the National League. Yeah. Yep. Imagine, you know, imagine you know if what they had a redraw. Yeah. Go oh, ahead. God. I don't. You know what? It's. I mean, they could do what they want to do and everything like that. But it's just it. it's. I don't. Yeah, well, like the Cubs, right? Yeah, I, I saw. So Ian Happ signed a, a deal. I think it was a three-year right. deal. Uh, and uh, they were there. You know, Jed Hoyer is coming out, and he's like getting emotional. He's like, "Well, he he wanted to play here. You know, we we signed him. We're so happy we signed him. And we wanted yeah, to sign he him because he truly wanted to play here." And I'm like, "Dude, get out!" The only reason why you signed him to a three-year deal is because the guy is not good enough. Not saying he's not a good ball player, but he's not good enough to warrant a bunch of money. But he's not 
bad enough to not get paid. You know what I mean? So it's like, right. like you know, hey, Anthony Rizzo, Chris Bryant, those were guys that wanted to play their careers in Chicago. Did they? Did you let them do it? No, because they were elite no. players, and you didn't want to pay the money. You yeah, know, you got to pay. Is the same thing. Speaking well, and, and Habs, 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 what? Uh, he bats both. He's, he's what, yeah, he's 28? Yeah, he, he's 28, uh, right? I think yeah, he's 28. 26, maybe. But, I'll say he's 28. But, like, career, career, he's not even played a 1,000 games. He's right. maybe had 2,100 at-bats. And out of those 2,100 at-bats, how many times has he come around and scored a run? Maybe right. 300. You know, and, and less less than that, and at bats, how many hits does he have in those twenty one hundred at bats? Maybe yeah. five hundred. You know, he's not. You know, like what? Like real realistically, and and that's exactly what you're saying. Like he's he's you know on an average he's he's projected to be like a, a fifteen to twenty home run hitter. You know, granted his first season with the Cubs, you know, he had like twenty four, but then he kind of fell in his place. You know, right. he had 25 home runs in 2021, I think, you know, but yeah. again, he's a lifetime 250 hitter. He's not bringing in, he's not bringing in a hundred runs a season. You know, he's not yeah. batting in over 75. Like, and, yeah, and that's I, exactly yeah. why he's staying there. He's staying there because, and I, and I, and I like Ian Happ. I, I've, I've always liked Ian Happ. I'm not saying like, like you're saying he's better than average, but he's not a superstar. And right. so he's going to continue to play for the Cubs as long as the price is right. And that's exactly what you're saying. And, yeah. I, and I and I can't agree with you more. Like, you know, like, here's the thing. Did the did the Cubs get rid of all those other guys at the right time? Because Javi Baez ain't doing shit right now. Javi you Baez I mean? is benched right now in Detroit because he made two, two base running mistakes, I think, in the same yeah. game. In the same inning. Yeah. It's like, what, what, are, what are you inning. doing? But you know, like Ian Happ, I don't understand. Okay, his his best season, in my opinion, was 2021. Right? He he had a a, a subpar batting average, in my opinion, 226. If you're not, if you don't have a batting average over 300, it's subpar, in my opinion. So right, he had 226 average, 25 home runs. You know, I mean, 66 RBIs, but. You know, I mean, look, look at this year. In eleven games played, he's he's batting two eighty two, with one home run and six RBIs. In eleven right. games, you know, and and you're signing a guy to a three year deal. That tells you right there. Like I said, they're not signing him because they think he's a stud player that could take him to the future. He's an adequate, serviceable player who is just good enough to make a little bit of money, but not good enough to get make a lot of money. That's what it is. They can kid uh, themselves all they want, you know. I, I agree. I, I, I mean, agree. I mean, you I mean, know who not... else? Well, you know who else falls into that category? Uh, Kyle Hendricks. Kyle Hendricks is another guy. He, he's he's the only remaining starting pitcher from the 2016 team. He's the only remaining starting pitcher. He is solid. He he's an above average pitcher year after year, but. Again, he's just good enough to pay him a little bit of money to keep him satisfied to where he won't go anywhere else. But he's not good enough to warrant the money of, you know, 
of a, a John Lester or, you know, and people like is, that. Is Hendricks even on the team? Are you sure? I don't even think he's on the team yeah. this year. Yeah, he's injured right now. Okay, so he's not he's on injured the team. right now. Huh? <laughs> so, so he's not on the team. Right. So yeah. he's not even fucking playing. He's a 15, yeah, he's on a 15-day injured list. So. Yeah, well, yeah. And who's and who's who's taking his spot? Hayden Wesniski? You know, yeah. Keegan Thompson? Who's, who's taking his spot? Marcus Stroman? Justin Steele? Like, no, who's taking no, it? Come on. no. Stroman and Steele were in the starting rotation. With Hendricks, yeah, so, so I don't. So was so was but I mean, like, I'm just saying, like, who's he gonna? Who's he coming back for? Right, Smiley. Yeah. I, you know, that's the thing. I mean, it's but see the well, Cubs. And, 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 eh. The Cubs are just like any any minus the Blackhawks. The Cubs are just like any other Chicago team. They don't want to pay their players, right? I mean, look, prime example. Look at. Look at Greg Maddox. Greg Maddox was an excellent pitcher. He wanted to win. And he wanted to win, but they weren't going to pay him what he wanted. No. You know? I mean, I get he wants to win, but it's like it's just that's how Chicago does business when it comes to sports. They refi- I'm telling you right now, watch Justin Fields. Watch him. And when his rookie contract is up, if he's hey. if he he, in order for the Bears to hang on to him, he needs to be an elite quarterback. That's the only way. He needs to be in the top five of quarterbacks in order for them to pay him money. If he's not, they're not going to spend the money on him, and they're going to let him go. You know, I, I called it when they, when they signed Khalil Mack and they gave away all those draft picks to get Khalil Mack. I said, you watch. When his contract is getting t- close to expiring or when it expires, they're going to get rid of him because they don't want to pay him. Right. Well, you know, and here, you know, going back to the Cubs, were they smart enough? I mean, and just look at the only only production outside of the Cubs letting Schwarber go. Schwarber had a decent a decent twenty twenty two. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. and twenty twenty one when he got he got uh, shipped off to to Washington, and by the trade line deadline to Boston. I mean, he had. He had like thirty plus home runs or something like that, but I mean, that is other than being the home run guy and 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 like again last year having the season that he had last year at thirty, that's it, man. He's at his peak, you know. Like he's been playing since twenty fifteen, not including when he, you know, got got drafted. He's already thirty years old. Right. Most of these guys only last until they're thirty three, thirty four. You don't really see a lot of a lot of production after that. I don't know. Stop it. The dog disagrees with you. Yeah, the dog disagrees <laughs> with me, like always. You know what, though? With the with the DH rule in effect in the, NA, in the NL, if I'm the Cubs and Schwarber was available, that, 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 that's perfect time to bring him back. Just use him as a DH. Oh, so yeah, I mean, I, I can't disagree with that. I mean, why not? Oh shit! What the hell? Hang on a minute. Hang on. Yeah. Okay. This is Charlie Donovan, the new GM of the Cleveland Indians. Yeah. Let the spring training for a shot at this year's club. Is that you, Tolbert? <laughs> <laughs> Funny, you know. 
hungover. And these are killing me. And if you're going to pull this shit, at least you could have said you were from the Yankees. <laughs> It's one of the greatest scenes ever. He's got the hooker laying over him. I was was watching scenes from uh, For the Love of the Game today, and he comes up to him, and he's like, well, he's like, oh, you showed up an hour late, you know, Chapel. And he's like, well, Billy, he's like, if I didn't think you were going to be here, he's like, listen. He's like, all the years I've been doing this for 19 years. Yep. He goes, have ever not made it? He goes, well, you, you, you say that, but yeah. everybody says that until they're not here. Right. <laughs> oh, he's dude. like, well, we're going to. movies? Gonna, oh. He's like, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna let so and so catch for you. No. No, he's like Gus is catching for me. He's like, he's like, he's like Gus really isn't hit, man. He's like, he's like, not today. He's like Gus is catching for me. You understand? <laughs> that and that Bull Durham with Tim <laughs> Robbins. He's like, hey, he's gonna throw you a fastball. <laughs> he knocked that thing out of the park. It's almost like he knew I was gonna throw it. He didn't know you were gonna throw it. How would he know? Because I told him. nobody ever talks about eight men out nobody oh yeah mr baseball mr baseball mr baseball i I had i had eight men out on on uh vhs i think i think originally we had it on beta oh wow yeah 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 and which was just weird because beta was like phased out like right before that, and they were just starting to do like like shit like laserdisc. Mm-hmm. And for but, those of you that don't know, laserdiscs were very large vinyls CDs <laughs> that were gold <laughs> CD. Oh, mom, you know, mom, what's a CD? <laughs> That's like now. It's like. You ask kids nowadays, and say, what's a Blu-ray? <sighs> like I, I, I've been trying to get my boys to watch the Major League. You know, at least the first one because the first one was the best one, and they won't do it. They won't sit down with me and watch Major League. It's like, oh come on, man. Oh, dude. You know, I any kind of any kind of sports movie, like go back and watch, go back and watch the comebacks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, it's just, but back then it was just pure comedy gold back then. Like this stuff that it passes for comedy. Now I don't get it. I really don't no. like, like in Mr. Baseball and Tom Selleck shows up and they're like, Oh, what do you think of our country so far? He's like, well, the airport's nice. And, uh, there's lots of little people walking and talking very fast. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's like you know, and, and going back, going back, going back to going, uh, going back to uh, Kevin Costner and, and and John C. Riley in that scene, and I'm like, John C. Riley is 57. Everybody thinks he's younger than, than he is. He's 57 years old, which means that that Kevin Costner is probably like 66 or 67, right? And, and now, so if you went back. 23 years ago okay that means that means 23 years ago john john c riley was 34 john c riley has looked the same age since he was like 19 
Yeah. You know, like he, he just he's always looked like an old man. Like it's like, like the movies that people don't realize he's been in. Like he was in Days of Thunder. Right. Right. You know. It, it's Oh man. And like and that, came, that came out in like ninety three, I think. No, it came out in eighty seven. Days of Thunder? Yeah, it came that no. was the, Yeah. Yeah, no, they, I gotta look this been, up. It, it might have even been like '86 or something. It was like right after Tom, or it was right after uh, Tom Cruise shot uh, Top Gun. I think that was one of his no, next movies. After. No. Yeah, come on. What year did Days of Thunder come out? It's '86, I think. Maybe '89. United States of America. '89. Days of Thunder came out on June 27, 1990. Oh, okay. We were, we were both we were both wrong, but I was close. <laughs> No, whatever. <laughs> what are we playing horseshoes here? Hey, yeah. everything counts as horseshoes and grenades. <laughs> yeah, right. Dude, it's like the stuff. I'm telling you, man, the stuff that we did back in the day, like things that we played versus what these kids do now. Oh, yeah. And they weren't these stupid things where it's just a sand weighted ball. It's like, no, like, yeah. if somebody's not paying attention, they're going to die. You're gonna it's die. Like, you're gonna die. How? What do you mean you're bleeding from your foot? Well, the lawn dart went through it. Just tape it up with some duct tape. You'll be Dude, fine. So you've seen these things out, right? Now, we're both gamers, so you'll appreciate this. So they've they've got those things out now with <laughs> the Nintendos that have a bunch of games already on it, and the Genesis, and you know all that stuff. The Ataris, right? And we've, right, got, right, right. we've got all three of those. But the first one we bought was the Atari one. And my kids had video games, but they're like, oh, vintage games, like, cool. And I'm like, yeah, this was years ago. This is probably like six, seven years ago. And uh, we're eating dinner, and they were all like, hey, can we go plug it in downstairs? Can we go plug it in and play it? I'm like, yeah, go ahead. So me and my wife are sitting there eating. They come back up like, <laughs> like 15 minutes later, and they're like, uh, Dad, the TV's broken. And I'm like, <laughs> what and he goes something's wrong with the tv i'm like what do you mean what's wrong what's wrong with the tv he goes well we plugged everything in and there's just a bunch of like colored squares everywhere and i'm like what that's the so game. i come up the stairs yeah. i'm like no there's nothing wrong with the tv he goes oh is the game system messed up i'm like no that's how video games looked when i was your age and said, <laughs> what Whoa! <laughs> That's why we played outside, right? It's like not, it, it wasn't always lifelike. Okay, it was eight bit to start. <laughs> Joe Montana's quarterback was literally five dots and two sticks. Like, come on, yeah, you know. It's like... <laughs> hey, you haven't gamed until you're swinging from a rope trying to go over a pit full of, of alligators. Okay, in pit. Oh man. Oh man, you know how many times, <laughs> <laughs> dude. And I want to go back to that. Like, if somebody asked me, right, like, hey, you have the opportunity to go back in time for one week and and live your childhood over again in the summer, would you do it? And I'd be like, fuck yeah, fuck oh. yeah. Oh yeah, I'd I'd replace I'd replace my younger self, and I'd talk to my dad into invested in Yahoo yeah. and Microsoft. Who are you calling a Yahoo? Yeah, <laughs> be like, no, Dad, listen, listen, listen. Take five grand and invest in these three companies, and you'll thank me later. Right. 
Just make sure I get ten percent. Apple, invest in Apple. I'm like, you know? You're like, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> What's a Yahoo? <laughs> don't and, and, do and things would, like that anymore. And I would and I would argue, I'd still be arguing that Michael Jordan is the greatest player of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Like I don't, they just don't do shit like that. Like we used to do. It's like I, like I, I told him, I'm like, Why don't you guys we used to stuff? get in fights. We used to get in fights on the street corners of the city about whose team was better on the south side or the north side. Right. And I grew, I grew up on the south side, and I was not a Sox fan. I grew up on the south side. I was a Polak that grew up on the south side with red hair and glasses. That was a fucking Cubs fan. Yeah. With a bunch of Irishmen that were drunk every day. They were Sox fans. Don't tell me how to live my life. Right. It's like, and that's the thing that they forget, right? It's like, okay, well, we won the World Series first. So what? You were just the same as the Cubs. Before that, you didn't do shit. You know? <laughs> yeah, shit. And you haven't done shit since. It's like. It's, yeah. I mean, have they even won a playoff series since they won the World Series? I no, I don't think so. I, don't, I, don't, I, I, I don't. think it's. I don't. Yeah, it doesn't in, in, in lieu of anything else. It doesn't count unless you win the whole thing. Let's right. just be honest. I mean, right. Yeah. Everybody, nobody, nobody remembers that the Bulls lost to the Celtics in 1986 in the first round of the playoffs, three games to one, unless they're really like talking about that game. You know what I mean? Like, like who remembers that shit? Right. Nobody. Yeah, I don't. It's, it always amazes me with the youth. And I, and I use my two boys as an example because they're both in high school, right? Like shorts. Now, to me, it's shorts are, they're a little baggy and they, and they stop either at the oh, knee or Jesus. just above the knee. Right. They used to, you know what? I mean, if women were wearing shorts like the men wore shorts back in 1983, that would be an uproar. Dude, I'm telling you right now, these kids nowadays, they wear shorts. Like, I tell my, I tell my younger son, the 15 year old, I said, look, he's, he's wearing these Under Armour shorts that are mid thigh on him. You know, all the and I'm like, dude, you you need to get rid of those shorts. They don't fit. He's like, oh no, they fit perfect. You see all these kids walking around like that. They're they're wearing mid thighs. They're yeah, not wearing, they're, all the like, do, all the boys. This is the, these boys now. So the, their so shorts the, come. The shorts from the shorts from like Miami back in '83 are coming. Yeah, down. yes. Oh, they're geez. all mid thighs, and I swear to God, my kids have not worn a pair of jeans since they were like five. Let me know. Let me know when 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 like Jinkos come back and you can fit like a laptop in your pocket in the back. I'm, I'm gonna start rocking my Z Cavariches. <laughs> you know, or, you know, rocking some bum equipment or an IOU sweater. Oh, an IOU sweater. Oh, Jesus. Oh God. Oh. Like, holy mother! You know the the fashion. You know, but I have a theory now that I'm an adult. Okay, it's like you're riding along on a fashion train and then you get to a point in your life where you just say, that's it. I'm not going any further. Let me off. Or or you're fat or you go for <laughs> you get fat. Like, as soon as you get fat, you get you, you buy fat pants, fat shirts, you know, you don't even care anymore. You know, it's just like ah, I'm fat. Fuck it. I don't care. And I, and I and me personally, I've reached that point. Like I have like 
like no outfits. I have like five t-shirts. The dogs tear everything up. My kid wears everything that I, I've had from like 1983 on in the closets. Like, you know, like she's she's 14 now and she fits into every fucking t-shirt I've owned for ever. Yeah. You know, but back when I was, I was an extra large or a large, you know, and I wore large, extra large, double extra large. And as I got fatter, I got more clothes and I got, you know, three X or four X. And so she'll be wearing, and you remember, I used to always wear like, you know, a, a frames or Dago tees or whatever. Yeah. She wears them all now. Oh yeah, she's like they're all like two X's and three X's, and she thinks they're night shirts, and it's completely appropriate to wear it like she's uh, in a nineteen eighties, uh, you know, nighttime film. I see. I I look like I always constantly look like a bum when we go out because I haven't bought new clothes for myself in fuck like like outside of a few t shirts or something like that here and there. But I haven't bought myself new clothes in probably like 10 years, 15 years. You know, you know who buys me new clothes? My in-laws. Yes. And, and my wife and my wife's and my wife's grandmother. My in-laws, my wife's grandmother and my wife's aunt are the only people that buy me clothes. If you want to know what I get them, <laughs> my birthday and Christmas. So like when when I and I was saying this a couple of weeks ago, that brand new, that brand new champion fucking Notre Dame long sleeved t-shirt that I got that reference one to Notre Dame. That's one one. stone gray. Uh, and she probably paid like 50 or 60 bucks for that long sleeve tee. Yeah. And, and I'm like, and the fucking dogs got to it. The dogs ate a hole in the fucking chest. Like, I'm like, son of a bitch, you know, like, or or she, two years ago, she got me a brand new Cubs hoodie for, for Christmas. And that's the only hoodie I wear. I normally had like you remember me. I'd be rocking like thirty or forty different kinds of fucking hoodies. Oh yeah, now, they're all gone. Or my kid wears them, or oh yeah, somebody ate them, or whatever. Like like I'm the all- only the only nice clothes that I have are are my my golfing clothes. Right, like I have like three pairs of golfing shorts, a pair of golfing pants. I've got f- like five, six, seven golfing shirts and and hats. Right, and I caught my older son one day. Trying to leave the house to go out with his buddies. This was last summer. And uh, he goes, I'm going. And I, I walk up and I, you know, I get up off the couch and I'm talking to him. I'm like, where are you going? And everything like that. And he's trying, and he's got my Under Armour golf fitted ha- hat on. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, what? I'm like, take my damn hat off. I'm like, it's the only piece of, cl- it's one of the few pieces of clothing that I have. <laughs> right. And he's like, well, it's a nice hat. I want it. I'm like, then go buy your own damn hat. You go out and buy $300 shoes every couple of months, you know, with your money you get from work. Go buy a goddamn $35 hat, you know. It's like, right. I, I just, that I'm like you. I, the only time I get new clothes is every Christmas, my mother-in-law will get me some shirts. Right. That's it. And, and that's the only time I get clothes. It was like, I mean, I, I, you know. I just got uh, I just got something shot across the the wire here. Uh, we were talking about this earlier. Domestic violence. Um, Mile Bridges from the NBA, uh, longest suspension uh, for domestic violence of any sport has was been suspended for thirty games. Um, yeah, and. And 10 of the games in total will be served in the, the 23-24 season, you know, if he's available to sign still. Uh, he's, he's 22, 20, 25 years old, I think he is. Uh, and it was against the mother of his two children. 
you know, again, and I'm not saying, I don't know, me personally, I am not, I'm not a wife beater. I'm not, I'm not a female hitter. It's just, that's not my thing. Right. You know, my, my wife, you know, we joke about, um, our wives stabbing us and cutting us and that's a real thing. Like I might joke about it, but my wife really has stabbed me. And you know what? It's keep me in line. You know, like I, I, I get it. Like I'm not a bad guy. You know, I'm not. I was just trying to keep her from going to do something stupid that I thought she might regret. You know, and she she wanted to remind me that you know I'm I'm the one that gave her that knife. You know, so okay, this is getting weird. Taking away. I, I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> you know, it's not to be domestic violence is not to be taken lightly, but no. at the same time, you know, uh, what are what are the boundaries? You know, it, it, does it go both ways? You know what I mean? Like, because it doesn't seem like it does. You well, know? you know what? It, it's and, funny as and, hell and to I'm me. Not, and I'm not. I mean, I'm not saying that. Like in my defense, like I'm not a. I am not a sandy, scraggly sack of balls, okay? Right. But I'm also not going to call the cops on my wife. Right. Well, it's like, it's it, it, not that I find domestic violence funny, but have you heard the Bill Burr um, comedy skit about how he goes, he's like, wait, he goes, you know, they sit there and say, there's no reason to, there's no excuse to hit a woman. He's like, Really? Imagine the balls behind that statement. There's no reason to hit a woman. I can think off of about like fucking 20 off of the top of my head. He goes, I could be awoken up from a drunken stupor. I could still rattle off about five. He goes, you just don't do it. He goes, there's plenty of reason to hit a woman. You just don't fucking do it. Yeah, he's exactly right. It's just like your kids. There's plenty of reasons to fucking snap your kids in the fucking head. You know, one of them being talking back to you. You know, yeah. like we never, we never were allowed to do that shit. You know, oh, yeah. There's plenty just, of reasons. You just don't yeah. do it. You know, yeah, you, just, you just don't do it. You know, and I wasn't raised that way. I didn't see that shit. I'm not going to do that shit. You know. Yeah, I, I, and, I, and, I, and I and I and that's what I think. Again, is just back to the how. The, and these guys are kids. To me, they're kids. You know, he's 25 years old. These guys are kids. Deshaun Watson, like, what is he like? 27 years old. Yeah, something like, like that. He's a kid. It goes back to how he how he was raised. Like who 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 raised him to think somebody holding his tallywhacker while he passes water was okay? Like who did that? Like who 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 said that was acceptable? You know, and and, that, and that's what I'm getting at is, is as society as a whole, we just we just seem to let things fall by the waste side. Right. You know, we don't we don't we don't care anymore. There's no there's no generalization for anything. Well, you know, like make make people responsible and then make the people that knew they were responsible for it responsible for but, them. But see, that's just it. Actions. But that's just it. See, we don't do that anymore in society, you know, and, and not to get off topic of, of sports, but it, it, it falls in line with sports. See. In society, they don't hold anybody accountable. I mean, look, prime example, and I, you know, not to go th- down this road, but you know, look at all the the the, the, the gun violence and everything like that. They don't ever want to blame the person. Well, the gun didn't get up and shoot somebody. Right. I could I could take one of my many guns. I, I could take my nine millimeter pistol out of my gun safe, put the clip in it, and chamber the damn round, and set it on my counter and leave it there for days. It ain't going to do a damn thing unless somebody picks it up, points at it, at somebody, and pulls the trigger. Yeah, 
you know, yeah. and, and it's just they, they constantly want to blame. They don't want to blame the person. They want to blame, uh, well, domestic violence, you know, and here's the situation. It's, it's really, it was just a bad situation. Well, yeah, everybody gets put in bad situations, you know. Yeah, how many times my wife has pissed me off in the 20 years that we've been together where I just wanted to haul off, like, and bust her shit wide open. But do I do it? No, because I have a functioning brain. You know, it, it's like, you well, don't do that, you know, but that's how it is nowadays. And these kids nowadays, they don't, me and my wife try and teach our children that for every action or every decision they make, there is a consequence. If it's yeah. a good decision, there's going to be good consequences. For consequences aren't necessarily a bad thing, right? but if you make a good decision, you're going to have good consequences and a good outcome. If you make a bad decision, you're going to have bad consequences and bad outcome, you know, yeah. and nobody teaches that to their kids anymore. No, and, and, you know, and you're exactly right. It, it's something I, 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 I teach my child and I think I need to be more, more positive. Like you're saying though, on the consequence thing, because there are good consequences to good things happening, you know? And it's something my wife firmly believes in is like, if you put that out in the atmosphere, you know, as far as, you know, you thinking about it or karma or whatever you want to call it, good things are going to come back. I tell you what, my wife is the sweetest, the nicest person. Until you piss her off, but she will go out of her way for anybody. She will take the shirt off of my back and give it to him. Like she does not care. Like if we got food, you got food. You know, right. she's al- she's always been that way. And and I might get mad about it sometimes. I ain't gonna lie, I might get mad about it sometimes. But at the end of the day, in all truest fashion, it's always come out to where it's roses. Yeah, you know, and and I and. I may not tell her that enough, but like, you know, like it, it is what it is, man. And I'll tell you what, there isn't anything. We moved to a small town and there isn't anything that anybody in this town wouldn't do for her. You know, like she yeah. could go like, oh, hey, I need this or I need that. And I don't know what I'm going to do. And, you know, whatever have you. And there'll be fucking four other people at the door going, hey, we heard you needed this or you needed that or are you okay? Can we help or whatever? Right. And I can appreciate that. Oh, I yeah. I can appreciate that. Because I'm not – I was the guy – and you, you remember, I was the guy who was always trying to take care of whoever I could take care of. You know, right. If I had it, everybody else had it, and that's, that's the same way I was. But I, I got burned. I got yeah. burned a lot. And so as I got older, I became more bitter about that. Oh, yeah. I'm in the same boat. Like it, like the difference between me and my wife is, and my wife is the sweetest and kindest person that you would ever want to meet. Right. But, uh, she came from a household of, she was an only child. Her dad wasn't in the picture. It was just her and her mom. And I came from a family where my mother and father are still married to this day and two, two other sisters. So, you know, it was, it was a more of a family type unit and I'm, and you know me, I'm the type, I joke around a lot and everything like that, but I'm the type of person that if anybody needs help with something or whatever, or I'm always the one that, to reach out to people and be like, Hey, you want to get together and do this? Hey, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like I will be the type of person that I will help anybody in their brother do anything. Hey, you're building a deck. I'm there. If you need me, you're remodeling your basement. I'm there. If you need me, you know, you need oh hot water heater went out. You need somebody to change it, but you don't want to pay the money to have somebody do it. I'll come in there and I'll do it. But Anytime I reached out for help and it was even with my, and it's even with my own family. Like I'll reach out for help 
and they'll it's, have every excuse under oh, the book why they can't come and help me or they come and help. They're there for like an hour. and Oh, I got to go. And my wife gets pissed off at me. She goes, I don't know why you keep on running. You know, I'm like, it's just who I am. Now, I will tell you this. Over the past several years, I have gotten to the point where it's like, no, I can't. You know, I, I just can't, you know, because I'm tired of being the one always fucking stepping up and nobody's stepping yeah. up for me. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and that's the point I got to, you know, like, and I, and I, you're right. Like the same, same, same here, man. I love my brother to death and I, you know, I would, I would always do everything for him, but I've gotten to that point where, you know, uh, certain things and, and not necessarily because of my brother or just my brother, right. you know, my, my brother's a good, my brother's a good guy and he's gotten better about being a, a, a better uncle and he's, he's good to Caitlin and stuff like that. And that's all I care about. But like all of a sudden, just like one day it just stopped, yeah. you know, for whatever reason, you know, like I, I saw him all the time. He was coming here all the time and, and it, it, he just got to the point where he got bitter and, and, and sick of all the bullshit and people, you know, cutting him up. And he realized like he was going through the same thing I was going through. And he was like, man, he's like, he's like, I didn't know it was going to be like this. And I said, yeah, I said, but the problem is, is now we do it to each other. I said, we're brothers and we, we shouldn't do that to each other. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and I, and, and, and we talk every single day. There isn't a day that doesn't go by that we don't talk, you right. know, and, and, and I, and I love that. That's, you know, the always relationship I wanted to have. Do I miss having them here? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, like I think in the last three or four years, he's been back to my house a handful of times. Yeah. A handful of times. When we first moved here, he was here every single weekend, three times a week. Like he was, he was inviting people from here, from out of town to come hang out, you yeah. know? Yeah. And I mean, well, like prime example, look at me and you, right? Now, how long had it been since we, you know, game together or even talked to each other? Now I go back to Xbox and reach out to you, whatever, and we start gaming again. It picked up like nothing ever, like it never stopped. Well, and, and I think, I think though, we've always had that bond. And I yeah. think the yeah. thing was is that between you and I, Polish redheads, uh, you know, <laughs> and, and, I, and I'll be blunt Gingers, about what I say. Unite! Is <laughs> that is we've always had that kind of bond, but I think we were always too scared to have our other friends or the friend that that allowed us to meet to be in the middle. Because there was never like like when I would honestly do when I would be like, oh, Jerry, be like, well, I'm going to go over to Brian's. It was never like, hey, do you want to go with? Right. You know, and I, I would always have to be like, "Can I tag along?" And I, you get tired of asking to but, hang out. But see that he's 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 always <laughs> always been weird about that. I know, and, and it's not just with you. Like he would do it with me and everything oh, like that about whether it was like with with you or some of his other friends. It's like I I think that he almost feels like. And I think he kind of had, he's like, okay, shit, they're basically the same person and they're really going, he doesn't want to be the one that's the odd man out, so to speak. Right. You know, right. He's, and, I, and I get that. And I think, and I think that's part of why our relationship as friends, and I'm not going to say suffered, but just wasn't what it could have been. You right. know what I mean? Like it, it could, it could have been great. It could have been, we could have been well, already. Just, I mean, right look now. at the situation too, right? Like anytime we would hang out with each other and he was around, we get to talking about sports or we get talking about this or whatever. And, and he just, you know, 
<laughs> All right, I'm gonna go. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna go. Yeah. I got I some I got some other girl over here that uh, I just met like five minutes ago. I'm gonna go have sex with her. I, I, I know it's my <laughs> bachelor party, but I'm meeting this chick on the ninth green. I'll see you later. <laughs> I I I never understood that about him. He he looked like a like a Backstreet Boy reject, jet black hair, pasty, and back then he walked like he still had the hanger in his shirt. That's how skinny he was. <laughs> You'd be like, "It's like oh, I'm going out with this girl I met at at Hooters." I'm like what? It's like yeah, I'm going out there. I'm like oh okay. And then like three days later, he's like, "Oh, I got a date with this other girl." I'm like, who? And, you know, like who? Where'd you meet this girl? You know, Walgreens. We're in line waiting to pay for something. You know. He's like, I might chuck up this chick's ass, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm buying some Trident. Yeah. And uh, she's right. uh, hey, you wanna you wanna you wanna take me to Buddy and Pals later? Yeah. It's like it's like, yeah, he's sitting there, he's like, Hey girl, how you doing? Yeah. Like, I just wanna let you know that I know that you want to touch my private parts. You know, it's like like his pickup lines were so cheesy. Yeah, yeah. I remember so the first cheesy. Time. I remember one time when he actually said one of, like one of those stupid ass lines to a chick and be like, "Hey, is that a mirror in your in your pocket?" She was like, "What?" He's like, "I can see myself in your pants." And I'm like, "No, that didn't just work. That didn't just work." He's like, sure did. And I'm like, I'm like, that's it. And I remember I told him at that point in time after I heard him say that, I'm like, I'm done. Yeah. He's like, what, what do you mean? I'm like, all right. I'm like, from now on, I'm gonna look at some chicks, and this is when I came up with this idea. And I think, I think we were like, I want to say we were like 22, maybe 23. And then I said it again when we were in our like our our late our late 20s, early 30s, and I was like. I was like, what are you going to say? I'm like, nice shoes. He's like, that's it? I'm like, no. They're going to apply nice shoes. I'm like, yeah, nice shoes. Want to fuck? And that's, <laughs> it. that's it. But that was it. That's literally, that was the extent of his game. Dude, I remember, this was right before he met Aaron. And they moved down to Florida. Okay. Uh, not to put their business out there, you know. But um, he he was, it wasn't right before. It was some time before. But he was he was 30 years old. And he he had a good, he was working as a mail carrier, but he was still living with his mom. And, well, and then, but then, and, well, and then she, he, he came got... over to the house for a bonfire, and he brought this girl with him, smoking hot, you know. And we're talking, and she's a nice girl, and everything like that. And it always made Lori just like shake her head, like I don't understand. And she loves Jeremy to death. She goes, but he's a dorky looking guy, and he lives at home with his mom, so. Jerry went into the house to go to the bathroom or grab another beer or something like that. And she turns to this girl and goes, so you like Jerry? She's like, yeah, he's a, he's a real good guy. She goes, you know, he lives with his mother, right? And she's, and she goes, oh yeah, I know. And she's like, like she turned around and looked at me like dumbfounded. Like, I don't get it. <laughs> he's 30 years old and he lives with his mommy. I'm like, what the fuck? I, I, and the worst part was, is I was always so embarrassed. Like I was like, I was out of the house one time. I was 18, 19. I was you 21 know, I was when doing, I moved out. Right. You know, doing my own thing, whether I had my own place or shared a place or whatever. But I mean, like, 
I was all, and I remember the first person I I I got a hold of. Jim, I was like, I'm like, hey, I'm like, you wanna you wanna get a place together? And he was like, mm, nah, I'm good. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm I'm, I'm leaving this. I'm leaving this because I just didn't want to follow the rules or whatever I was right. doing. And like, I didn't I didn't get it. And then yeah, and I moved back like several times. You know, my parents, I think I moved back like three or four times to my parents' house. But like, I didn't want to like be there. He did the same thing to me, right? Like we tried, we were 21. And uh, I'm like, dude, I, I, I want to get an apartment. I want to move out of my parents' house. He's like, yeah, me too, man. And he goes, I'm like, you want to go look at some apartments? He's like, yeah, sure, you know. So, and well, like, we went out and looked at a couple of apartments one weekend, and then he started doing like giving you the runaround, right? Like, oh, I can't. Oh, make yeah, he it. was. He wasn't leaving. Dude. I, I, and I knew. I knew, I knew. But I, I knew a lot of. It's like I, I knew that he didn't want to leave, and that's cool. I was fine with that. I just want you to say it. <laughs> just oh no, no, and he wouldn't. Say it. No, well then, not, not. Keith, our buddy Keith, moved back. He got he got out of the navy and he moved back home. And I'm like, dude, why don't you, you want to get an apartment? He's like, fuck yeah, he goes, I can't live with my mom, you know. So we move into the apartment, and he's like, well, I thought me and you were getting an apartment. I'm like, you haven't, fi-, you know. It's like, oh yeah, oh, oh yeah, the the convenience train of the situation, oh, dude. I like. And it was always funny. It, it was always funny to me. I mean, bless his heart. He just doesn't want to say it, you know. But I, I, listen, it took me long enough to believe that he was going to, you know, move in with McGee. I was like, I was like, really? You're, you're just I felt like you just met this chick. And he's like, nah, nah. He's like, well. Yeah, he knew her through Nick from back in the day. Yeah, Nick which, was which, her which, and I and I and I knew Nick from I knew Nick from fucking school and stuff like that. And I just I was like I wasn't I wasn't buying anything because of before that it was the whole Takma Bolevsky. Oh thing, dear God! You know which I when he I, when he finally moved out right, he's like. Uh, He's like, yeah, because yeah. he he was always sneaky about shit. Like he wouldn't tell you anything, you know. And he called me. And he's like, uh, he's like, yeah, I, yeah. He's like, I moved out of my mom's house, and I'm like, you moved out of your mom's house. And he's like, yeah, yeah. Like, you know who you moved him? You know who moved him out of his mom's house? Yeah, you. Yeah, me. And I told him, I said, you didn't want help. He's like, oh no, I'm good. And I'm like, well, where'd you move to? He's like, oh, Crown Point. I got a house. And I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, I got a house. I'm like. Like I had to go over there and see it to fucking believe it. Yeah, and then and then we moved him from that house, which was really uh, weird. It was uh, it was kind of like abrupt uh, because then he was working at Gersheimer, you know, and he was in the same union that I I'm in for USW. So he was he was, and he was a, like a tier two. So I know how much money he was making because on their contract we all make the same. You know what I mean? We all make the right, same yeah. as far as the tiers go. And I was like. So, okay, so you're, and I'm like, all right, so you're making like, you're making like, you know, $800, $900, a $1,000 a week, a little bit of overtime, you're making $1,200, you know, you're, you're doing well. Moves into Dave's basement. Yeah. And we moved him from the house, and I'm like, and it was abruptly, like, out of the house into Dave's basement, and I'm like, I'm like, why, why do you have to move, and he, and he gave me this, and, and I don't know, it could have been the true story, I don't know, but the guy... The guy who owned the house had to get rid of it because somebody died or something or like they were moving and had to go or, or whatever. So I was like, right. okay, whatever. You know, I just, you know, so me and Neil, me and Neil get the truck the one day and, and literally every, and I don't know who else lived in the house with him. Somebody else must have lived in the house with him. 
I don't know if it was a chick uh, or a dude know. or whatever, but like literally all we moved to, from that house to Dave's house was like a TV and a bed. Yeah. And maybe, maybe a, a futon. Like that's it. Like he didn't move with any, and his clothes like that. He didn't move with anything else. And then all of a sudden he's moving to Florida. Yeah. That always cracked me up. He and was I'm like, like, wait a minute. I'm like, you leave a job that you're almost, you know, you're you already got your your rate at, and you're making like twenty three, twenty four bucks an hour. No, Aaron's a sweetheart. I'll give him that. She, no, she I, really I is. Aaron, but, and, but he was and, going and, to work in that warehouse for ten bucks an hour. Like, yeah, it like, like crack me up, right? Doesn't because make sense. he's like, he's like, hey, you remember Aaron from? I'm like, yeah, you know. He's like, well, I met her and I'm, I'm dating her now. She's she's back in town. You know. I'm like, oh, okay. So he comes over with her one day. I'm like, hey, Aaron, what's going on? She's like, hi, you know, and everything like that. And I think they were only dating for like six months or something. And he's like, four months. Yeah. Four and months. he's like, oh yeah. He goes, hey, I'm I'm moving to Florida. I'm like, what are you moving to Florida for? He's like, well, Aaron's going back down there to you know go back to work, and and uh, I'm gonna move with her. I'm like, I'm like, yeah. wait a minute, you've broken up with women for the most outlandish fucking reasons on the planet. And you're going to move to Florida with her after four months. And I, and I love Aaron to death. Like I, I, you know what? She probably cracks the whip and keeps his ass in line. Yeah, She needs uh, to, he needs to be I, kept on a tight list. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like that, that dog that you walk by the, by the pond in, in Florida. And you're just like, no, not too close. The gator will get you. The gator will get you. <laughs> Oh my god! That's literally what he worries about. His retention pond right. in the back of his house. He's like, yeah. He's like, the Gators are out again. I'm like, what? <laughs> he's like, yeah. Old lady Flanders is feeding the Gators her cats. I'm like, yeah, what are you like, talking about? Oh, dude, it, it, that's how it is in Florida. Like my sister and brother-in-law and my mom and dad they live in St. Augustine, right? Yeah, and. My mom and dad just moved down there about two years ago. My sister, they've been in the, my sister and brother-in-law have been down there for about five, six years. I remember the first time we went to go visit them. We drove down and uh, Gator, you can see the top of his head and his back, you know, in, in one of the ponds. They've got a bunch of ponds in there. So for those of you who don't know, Florida, especially St. Augustine area, is swampland with like roads going through it. And then it opens up to like populated areas, like a pocket of like stores and shops and restaurants or a pocket of like golf courses and homes and stuff like Bunch that. Bunch of sinkholes that are filled up with yeah. water and gators. So I, so I yeah, <laughs> fucking gators. And uh, I saw a gator in there or my, Lori did. And she's like, look, there's a gator. And I'm like, oh, okay. And uh, I said, uh, we got there and he's like, first words out of his mouth. Like we haven't seen him in like fucking a year and a half since they moved down there. He's like, hey, you know, I said, hey, man, how's it going? And he's like, oh, you know, he goes, did you see any gators driving in? And I'm like, yeah. He goes, where? And I'm like, well, it was in the pond. It was just swimming in the pond. He goes, oh, that's fine. I'm like, what, what are you telling me here? And he's like, well, he goes, if they're, if they're in the pond or they're on, laying on the embankment, they're fine. He goes, if they're in the road or close to the sidewalk or something like that, we got to call animal control to come and get them. I'm like, and I'm like, oh, okay. Their animal control down there is like a fucking police force. 
Right, right. Which I, you know, like I didn't, and and I've been to Florida many a times when I was a kid, so I didn't know. I never paid attention when right. I was a kid. But like, so we go down, you know, we're down there for Chair's wedding, and we're going, we're going to go check out Honeymoon Island and where they're actually having the wedding yet. So me and Neil are like scoping out the territory, checking the local talent, you know, like. <laughs> And, and like you're going and there's signs and there's and there's signs in like different red mark or blue mark or yeah. orange or white or red for rattlesnakes and gators. Yep. And I'm like, does that say rattlesnakes? He's yeah. like, sure it is. I'm like, rattlesnakes. I'm and like, I'm like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> and then I warned you, like it's a whole different area. And then you get to the beach and it's like hey, sharks. Feed the, I'm like feed sharks. The like you get a pond, you get a pond up there, and it's like, don't feed the Canadian geese down there. It's like, don't feed the gators. It's like, what the fuck? watch where you step right. because we're in rattlesnake season. Dude, what? Like he, 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 uh, he, he goes, oh yeah. He goes, like when I say a police force, like up here, it's like okay, you have like one or two animals. No, I know their their DNR is like SWAT team down there. Like I see it. It's like a freaking police force. A tiger shark, a tiger, and while we were down there, it actually happened. A tiger shark was beached, and somebody had already made the call in, and they show up like fucking SWAT team, and they got ambulances <laughs> and everything else. And I'm like, what? And then all of a sudden, you see out of the corner of your eye, this guy's coming through the water off of the bay, and he's coming in on like there's like three boats, and you're like. What the shit is going on here? I thought like you know I was in a, a Miami Vice movie or something, and we were we were just there to you know to you know buy some weed. Like we like we're like freaking the fuck out. <laughs> and the guy, the guy, the, the guy in the Camaro from Illinois, by the way, which was was even more hysterical. Yeah. He's, like, he's selling us a couple of joints. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. He's like, that's normal. I'm oh, like, what? That's normal. Oh, yeah. I'm like, how long <laughs> you been living down here, bro? <laughs> right. It's like, we went to like, <laughs> so their subdivision has a pool, right? It's a pool and they have like a gym and it's like a whole community <laughs> center there in their subdivision. And it's like, and they had like a little kid's area where the bucket of water would fill up and then dump and all that other stuff, you know? And it was like 630, six o'clock at night. And the water stopped filling up that bucket over there. And they, everybody looks up and just starts getting out of the pool. I'm like, what are we doing? And he goes, oh, the pool's closed. I'm like, it's only 6 o'clock and the sun's still high in the sky. He goes, no, we got to get out. And he's like, I'm like, why? And it was funny because it was it was something out of a movie. Like that water stopped and everybody got out of the pool, started packing up and was gone. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? He goes, well, the, ra- the, he goes the, the, the razor snakes come out. At, at dusk i'm like what and he goes oh they're called black razors they're tiny little fucking snakes they only get to be about two feet long and they're like real thin and they're called razor snakes he goes they come into the pool in in the evening and they go into the water to cool off and that's where they sit at night and then in the morning all of them get out and go back out into the brush and everything i'm like what the fuck is this children of the corn <laughs> It's like we need to go. We need to be home before sundown because the black razors are coming. It's like holy shit. <laughs> and it's you know, and it's funny as us, you know, being from the Midwest. Like we don't, we don't get it. We don't understand it. And it's there's every state. Like Arkansas has some weird shit. Mississippi's got some real weird shit. Louisiana, I don't even want to touch that. You know, oh like, god, Wachahachie, Texas. Like there, there's a lot, a lot of weird stuff going on. You know, but like. 
it's just because that's not our norm. You right. know, like for, for me, for me, even for me down here, for my wife, when we first moved here and she was a city girl all her life. You know, you, you remember I, I moved out here when I was like 16, 17. So I adjusted to the, to the country life or, right. or the Indiana life a little bit easier. Dude, she's like first time she's seen, uh, turkey vultures and she was like oh my god she thought it was a fucking dinosaur she freaked the fuck out she thought it was a pterodactyl she's like what was that i'm like it's a turkey vulture she's like it's a what i'm like it's a vulture i was like you never seen a vulture don't you remember like looney tones the vultures big wingspan redhead like yeah she's like she's like i didn't think that was real i'm like okay and then i remember being at work one day and she calls me and she goes there's a bobcat in the garage and i'm like why are you whispering there's a bobcat. I'm like, they can't hear you. You're inside the house. It was in the alleyway. I seen it. And we live, we live near a swamp, you know, like we live, there's a bayou over by the Kentucky river and we live by the bayou near the swamp. And so like in the summertime, there's snapping turtles and box turtles and painters right. and all these other ones. And she's like, she's like, you'll never believe it. There was a turtle. It was half the size of my car. And I'm like, like yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah like, I do believe it. Oh, dude, I had I had cousins that lived in California, right? Like their whole life, and they moved into Chicago. And then my aunt and uncle followed them when they retired, moved to Chicago. And I remember they came over to my house. We had all, everybody over just for a big old barbecue shortly after they all moved to Chicago, and we went on a beer run, and. My, my cousin's husband he's like yeah I'll go with you and we're making our way to the liquor store well around here you got wild turkeys right. like especially in like some of the farmlands and everything like that and we're passing and he goes what the fuck I'm like what and he goes what the fuck was it I'm like it was, it was a wild turkey and he goes what I'm like yeah, it's a wild <laughs> turkey he goes those things are wild. I'm like, yeah, there's some of them. He goes, I just thought that they were farmed and killed and put in grocery stores. I'm like, no. No. <laughs> no. no. There's goes, tons of them on state line. Yeah, he's like, you're shitting me. A wild turkey? I'm like, yeah. He goes, that's not a real thing. I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's wild yeah. turkey. You yeah. Know, but Yeah, it was fun, yeah. man. It was fun. We got a little top off topic at the end. We but, got way off know. topic, but it's all right. You know, that's all right. Dupree signed a one-year deal with the Falcons today. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Gerald uh, Gerald McCoy, he retired as a yeah. buck today. They yeah. signed him and retired him. You know, uh, and it looks like uh, that's about the size of what we have going on for the rest of the day. I mean, uh, XFL playoffs start tomorrow, and yeah. we'll see how that goes. Uh, USFL is getting ready to start, too, so... Yeah, and we we got we got tons of stuff going on. We we talk off topic though. That's okay. I I I like that we get off topic sometimes. Oh yeah, Bull, bullshit about you know whatever. Um, but I'm I'm big old dad Eric. I am the other sparkling half of the beautiful two shots of ginger. And this is my my co-host. Yes, sir. I uh, I call him the ginger haired genius. The Follow bearded out. ginger. Yeah, ginger haired genius, baby. And you can follow yeah. him on uh, on TikTok. Yeah, look look him up. Ginger uh, Hair Genius three now, but you know so. And uh, we're again we're sponsored by uh, Dunright Gutters and More out of uh, local St. John, Indiana. You can look them up on Facebook or uh, 
checking them out, uh, call their phone number, 219-306-6839. Mention this ad and get a free estimate. Uh, you can get a hold of me at E-R-I-C-B-A-R-N-A-T at MSN.com for anything that you have for big old dad's needs to ask me on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Also, we're sponsored by uh, Carbon Mate. Uh, you can follow them online at www.bensutter.carbonmade.com or you can get his email at sutter, S-U-T-T-E-R, at render.gmail.com for any kind of computer graphics animations that you need or if you're looking for some sports shots uh, for, for your kids' sports, banners or whatever. So uh, you can get a hold of me at bearded, B-E-A-R-D-E-D, ginger, at yahoo.com. So, All right. We're right. going to sign off. Thank you, party people. And uh, we love you in Belgium. Yeah, we'll talk to you next week. <laughs>